Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. You found it out of the millions and millions of podcasts out there. Well, you found ours, and we are so happy you did. I'm very, very excited today. We have a fantastic thespian, a great actor. Um, he's uh, part of the, the new series uh, that I, me and my wife, Danny, have been watching uh, a lot um, called Three Pines over on Amazon Prime. It is included with Amazon Prime right now, and uh, it's fantastic. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome Mr. Julian Bailey, who plays Peter Morrow in this fantastic series. Julian, how are you? Jamie, I'm fantastic. Thank you. How are you? Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I I love your show. Um, You know, folks, Julian plays this character, He's kind of a dull character, not much going on with him, not much backstory. I'm kidding, of course. He's turbulent and tormented, and um, he he may come off a, a little uh, abrupt at first in the series when you see him. But then as it goes on, there's reasons for such, as there always are um, when you meet people like that. Uh, there's there's mm-hmm. Those people are like onions. The more you, you look, the more layers there are. Um very, very cool. Well, this isn't your first uh, show. You've been in the business quite a while here, and uh, or at least have done a lot in the amount of time you've been in. Um, I was looking, Julian, at your IMDb page. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. The man likes to work. Uh, yeah, no, I definitely love to work. Uh, when, I, when I'm given the opportunity, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a you know, it's a blessing to work, man, this business. Uh, but yeah, no, I've been in the business since I was, I would say about 11 years old. And, uh, I was born in, in actually funnily enough, you know, I was born in Montreal, which is where we shot part of the show and close to where we shot, mm. you know, all the town stuff in three pies and, uh, was raised here. And, uh, while I was still a teenager, but technically an adult, after I turned 18, I moved to Southern California where I went to acting school for a couple of years and then started my career nice. in the U S in Chicago uh, when I was, in my, well, I guess when I was 20, I moved to Chicago. I took a Greyhound bus to Chicago and started my career there because I wanted to do theater and sort of, you know, stretch my legs creatively and just sink my teeth into some, into some meaty material out there. And uh, and that's where I ended up getting my SAG card. Eventually went back to L.A. and uh, you know did the whole sleep in my car, eating tuna out of the can and peanut butter out of the jar and. <laughs> You know, granola bars and, you know, <laughs> sleeping wherever, wherever I can find a soft spot. Yeah. Oh, man. It's funny that you mentioned taking the Greyhound to Chicago. Um, you know, uh, the, everybody's had – I'm in South Florida, and so we've been watching. Well, you know, we had our winter for two days. It got down into the 50s and 40s, and everyone freaked out here. Um, no snow or anything. A couple falling iguanas, uh, but that's about it. Um but I've been watching on the news that the 
like Buffalo, it's like almost biblical Armageddon type stuff, the amount of snow. And Montreal, same thing. Um, Toronto, that whole area. And uh, in Chicago, and it reminded me many, many years ago, I uh, <laughs> was taking the Greyhound from visiting my parents in Michigan um, back out to L.A., and uh, people are like, why don't you fly, you know, why didn't you ever fly in those days? And I'm like, well, number one, I was poor. And number two, you can't, uh, my day job, I'm a painter. Uh, incidentally enough, that's, I paint pictures of people and stuff. I've been doing that yeah. for a long time. And you can't take that stuff on the plane with you. So you, you mm. have to go on the old dirty dog. And, uh, you know, after yeah. 9-11 and all that. And um, I got stuck. I had to change buses in Chicago. Chicago's always one of those stations where you always have to change buses, like a hub, I guess. And the storm of the century, I guess the last storm of the century, um, they might have had something in between, I don't know. But uh, anyway, it rolled into town, and all freeways closed down. And I was stuck in Chicago for two days at the bus station. And, um, you know, i got to say, Greyhound was pretty cool. They, they rolled some buses up so people that in my situation and, you know, stuck there could sleep on the buses or whatever. Uh, gave us all free coffee for two days. But, yeah, I painted a painting of Al Capone in that bus station just to pass the time. And the bus manager, uh, the station manager, bought it off me. So, wow. for the trip. Well, let, yeah. lucky you. Lucky good. you, man. I didn't get that sort of royal treatment. My, uh, my bus ride from downtown L.A. to Chicago took the same amount of time you were stuck at the terminal in Chicago. It took right. us two days to get to, to get to Chicago. And then when we got there... You know, I probably had all of $25 in my time. I think my girlfriend at the time actually, I think my girlfriend at the time uh, actually helped pay for my bus ticket to uh, to go to Chicago. I don't know. She was like, yeah, no, no, you go, you go. Here, Here's some money to pay for your ticket. Just go live your dreams, you know, go for it. Um, but no, wow. uh, she, uh, she helped me, uh, you know, helped me get there. And, you know, I, I was probably short 30 bucks or something on the ticket. I don't recall. But point is, uh I didn't have anywhere to go, man. I just was like, I need to go to Chicago. Mm. I just had like a gut feeling. And that's a rough and, town um, to just roll up in. It really is. But, you know, when you're young and sort of green and wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, yeah. you know, you're just ready to dive in. And, and I slept in the Greyhound station the first night. And then the next day, walked out, and uh, some guy was smoking a cigarette across the street, sees me walking up with my, my yellow Walkman. You know, back then we had these things called Walkmans, you know, the Pearl Jam playing in my Walkman. And this guy's smoking a cigarette, and he walks, he walks over to me and throws the cigarette down, stomps it out, and blows the smoke in my face. And he goes, hey, kid, you need a job? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure, I guess. And he's like, where are you from? I was like, well, I'm originally from Canada, but I've, I used to live in – I just came here from L.A. I just got here last night. L.A.? Why would you come to Chicago from L.A.? Why would you – what the hell are you thinking? And I was like, well, you know, I'm an actor. And he's like, ah, whatever. You know how to ride a bike? And I was like, yeah, I know how to ride a bike. He's like, well, I'll tell you what. He's like, come up here with me, and it takes me up into this – this old office building and throws his feet up on the desk, takes out another cigarette and starts telling me, uh, telling me the story of how he started this courier company and then said he, he wanted me to ride a bike for his courier company. So I was just like, wow, this is my first day in Chicago. So, uh, awesome. a guy that worked, yeah, yeah. A guy that worked for him, let me stay at his, uh, at his apartment for about a month. And then we got evicted because the dude wasn't giving the money that I was giving him, uh, to the landlady. Mm. And so we got, ev- we got evicted, but I-, I was dodging taxi cabs down in the loop in Chicago and just trying to stay alive, delivering wow. packages on a, on a cheap 10 speed, you know? Oh man. <laughs> I'm yeah. I, I think I had a roommate like that once. Now I didn't work for him, but yeah, I came home 
from a man. I, I'll never forget. I, I met this great girl, and we we went back to my uh, you know our apartment. I uh, mean, this mm-hmm. guy and and things. It was perfect. I'm like, man, I'm having a good night. This is great. And we pull up. <laughs> she was driving, and uh, yeah. all of my stuff and all of his stuff out on the lawn. And uh, yeah, we got evicted. And yeah, that, yeah. Well, and the, that's it. You the know, girl you know what I'm talking about. And drove away. <laughs> that, hey, there you go, man. That's the baptism by fire, man. That, that's uh, yeah. That's kind of more or less sort of what what happened. I mean, that's happened to me more than more than once. That that Chicago thing. Just to be clear, that was not the the, the company guy. That was the the other guy that worked for him that I was staying with. Wow. Uh, kind of a little rough around the edges. I mean, I was sleeping in a big kind of large closet and had cockroaches climbing on me and you know neighborhood right. characters. Smoking blunts on the windowsill and everything, and just going, "What am I doing here? I left Calabasas, California, to to, to come here." But then, then I uh, I discovered like the North Side, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is some like nicer areas of Chicago." <laughs> and uh, eventually, oh, you know, got an apartment. Yeah, yeah. So I love Chicago. That's it's, it's kind of etched in my heart. I mean, in my soul at this point, man. I was oh, only there for about two years, but beautiful, amazing you can't city. Beat so, it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, and it's it's interesting too that that bus station in L.A. One of the few places I've ever been in my life. I've been a lot of places, but it's yeah. so interesting because you can see so many people with dreams in their eyes, literally, um, getting off the Greyhound, and then a half hour later, that same bus. I guess they filled it back up with uh, petrol with fuel. They um, yeah. you see all the people leaving on that Greyhound. <laughs> They're not as yeah joyful looking (laughs) yeah no i mean that's kind of that's i mean you could say that's one way to describe hollywood in a nutshell man i mean it's it's Mm. it's a constant feeling of anticipation and possibility coupled with you know just a sea of broken hearts man and uh and you know disillusionment and you know uh people you know shooting for the stars and i i guess more often than not you know uh falling drastically short but what? i mean that's it's, you know that's you all work, part and of, you gotta sleep in those closets yeah. that's a thing that not just i think in in film and tv and i'm believe me i'm not in that business i'm kind of peripherally but uh with my little podcast here but the the thing is is any of the creative fields um you know i know people in bands and stuff and there's this myth in america and i don't know if it's from shows like the voice or american idol or whatever um, where people think they're just going to bypass all the nonsense and, you know, roll into L.A. and then suddenly they're going to parties and dating models and stuff. And and people forget about the hard work. Everybody I know, like yourself, who are successful at what they do, worked, worked real hard, and it went through some, some rough times. <laughs> you look back and you're like, how did I survive that, you know? Um, oh, and it sounds like yeah. you... No, no, uh, no stranger to that, <laughs> no, to the no, I, artistic I, I, struggle. No, no, I would say we're, uh, I, I would almost be remiss uh, not to say we've been like bosom buddies, man. My, my, uh, sort of familiarity with struggle in that, in that sense has been kind of, uh, somewhat of a theme, man. I mean, I, I guess, especially earlier on in my career, I mean, it was like, you'd, you'd have a breakthrough after, you know, two or three years of really struggling. And then you think, okay, this is it. This is going to be the momentum that'll carry me into, you know, uh, you know, this, this illustrious career. And then, uh, and then your show, you know, my first show I was on got canceled after the first season. And, 
and then you're kind of back to square one and people kind of, you, you think people will kind of know you or recognize you like, you know, in casting rooms or in, you know, in those circles right. and then they don't necessarily, and they don't really care that you were on a lifetime show or whatever, you know, and, right. um, um, lifetime television for women to be clear. Uh, and, um, yeah. And, and you just, you know, it's psychologically kind of, you know, challenging, but if you can stick with it and you can keep kind of really just believing in yourself and believing in, you know, having faith in general, um, then, you know, that's muscle building, you know what I mean? And it's, it's the whole adage of whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Um, but you feel pretty darn well near dead sometimes, you know, at least as far as your dreams are concerned or your vision is concerned when you just are scraping by, man. I mean, I, I, I really, I, I don't want to like kind of make it seem like I'm, you know, bragging about how much I struggled or whatever. Cause I think part of that, you know, one brings upon oneself, but, but I think it, part of the things for me was I was Canadian living in America and I had uh, a limited work permit. So any job that I was using my social security number for, I had to be, it had to be like an acting job type of thing. So, uh, you know, if I wasn't doing, um, you know, boy, you know, and I was like dressing up like Pikachu mm. or, or Tigger, or, you know, Scooby-Doo or whatever. And um, one time I was a Teletubby and, uh, <laughs> you know, and you go in there, <laughs> kids are freaking out because they're like, I've never seen a t- Teletubby that was six foot two or whatever. You know, I'm about six one, six two. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I can't make ends meet, man. I mean, there was times I was, you know, going yeah. to and I was pulling out water bottles and taking them to get re- redeemed. And so I can put gas in my tank or, you know, buy a, buy a bottle oh, of a jar of butter, man. So, that's all part of the fuel for the fire, man, though, I think, you know, and uh, all those experiences. And you got to do it. you got to do it. I remember many years ago I was, uh, you know, and it doesn't matter. Just because you start making a little bit of money doesn't mean that that's going to last. You know, you have to learn that whole peaks and valleys deal, and that can be rough sometimes. And oh, man. I'll never totally. forget, I, I had this space, which I called a guy. It really was. It was just a big space, but I – happened to luck into and is working out of trying to sell some paintings out of and um, got a call from the, uh, and this is in San Diego, got a call from the um, electric company and they're like, and, and I recognized the voice when they called the collections call <laughs> and yeah. it was a girl <laughs> I had dated, wasn't dating anymore. Um, it had not ended on the best of terms, but it, I've had one end worse. And she's like, Jamie, what are you doing, man? You, you, you know, you're behind, blah, blah, blah. And so I had a whole story concocted in my head to get some more time on this electric bill. And so I started and she's cut me off. She's like, Jamie, look, I'll give you two weeks, man. Um, that's all I can do. You know, just go get some money. And uh, I'm like, okay. So I went down to the dog beach where all the people brought their dogs to the beach, set up my easel, started just painting a dog at random. Um, out of my head <laughs> on a canvas, and I had a stack of business cards. And you know, within an hour, I had uh, I had made the uh, electric money and deposits for people wanting pictures of their so, dogs. Um, what girlfriend just happened to be the collection agent for the yeah for the electric company? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow! And that suddenly <laughs> my my game of being the big time fancy artist, you know, that that was very embarrassing. <laughs> It wasn't planned, you know. Oh my it goodness. wasn't finished. Oh, yeah. Wow. And, um, oh wow. Oh, it was, wow. No, that that's that's the day. Funny. That's one for the, that's one for the diary, man. That's that's a diary entry right oh, there. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. 
It was so funny. Everybody, when I lived in San Diego, I lived out there for about 10 years. And this is yeah. before Uber and everything happened. And this was, uh, you know, mid-2000s, in the, during the 2000s. And um, I had a friend of mine that I knew who was a cab driver. He had his own cab. But he, then he got into limousines. He bought an old limousine. And he would drive limousines. People, you know, rent it out and whatnot. So I made a deal with him. I said, hey, if I give you $200 a month, because um, I didn't draw, I didn't have a wife, I didn't drive. Um, I, I said, uh, you know, can I get a ride uh, around when I need one, you know? And he goes, yeah, I'll drive you in between my gigs. You might have to wait an hour or something or an hour and a half or something. I'm like, yeah, not a problem. So I used to drive, get driven around San Diego in a limousine all the time. Everybody thought I was, you know, just, woo, he's made it. No, man, I was paying that guy 200 bucks a month. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. I go to the art store in the limousine. <laughs> All the kids working in there is like, yeah, I, I, I don't want to be him. Yeah, that doesn't sound like such a bad deal, man. Two hundred bucks a month mm. to be around San Diego in the limousine. I will say that one of my one of my odd jobs was uh, was as a a driver. I was a I didn't drive a limo per se, but it was a town car, you know, like a Lincoln or something. Like oh yeah, that. yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was picking up people from the airport, and then now I, I guess. You know that wasn't exactly uh, according to the terms of my uh, work permit, but uh, but I guess I right, getting, right on the side of something. It was so yeah, getting tips there. There you go, and and it was uh, sort of a brief run, but I did that for a little while, and uh, it was interesting, man. One of our contracts was with a rehab clinic, so I'd pick people up oh, to man. take them to rehab, and then after the month, you know, I would I would ask the rehab or in some cases <laughs> they were back. in some cases before the month was up, you know, and. Uh, inadvertently was probably part of a drug deal or two uh, because this one guy I remember saying, Hey man, can, can you just like my uncle's over here? I got to get my credit card from my uncle, man. Just do you mind pulling into the right. apartment complex? I'm like, uh, sure. And my boss was always telling me, do not stop. If they tell you to stop, don't stop the car. Don't go anywhere. You take them back to the airport, <laughs> take them what the address on, on the contract says you take them there. But this guy was like, oh, man, I, I really got to get my credit card from my uncle, man. He lives right here. What am I going to do? You know, like, no, man, I, I'm not going to stop the car. Like, anyway, so I didn't want to get strangled. Oh, or, man. You know, something like that. So Yeah, uh, and they're jones yeah, and they're but, eating the seed in the back. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, man. They've, not they've, been, they've, been, they've been, you know, in rehab for a month, and they're finally free, and I'm the first person that they're uh, that they're there with. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that was kind of an issue. They've been dreaming about people. you for weeks. Yeah, yeah, for picking up people from the Playboy Mansion and that kind of thing. Like, oh, it was, it was interesting, interesting job there for sure. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, 
Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... P-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. Well, let me ask you. When you were a young lad in, um, in, in Montreal, did you, you started out pretty young. Did you know that, you know, movies, TV star was, you know, in your future? You knew that's how it was going to be? I decided that classical piano which is what i was learning oh. from my mom who was a piano teacher was not going to be for me and i don't know i don't think mm. it was because i didn't love music i definitely loved music and i loved the piano but i just it just wasn't you know uh it wasn't doing it for me man like and uh i was you know learning in a pretty rigid kind of system i guess my mom went to the royal academy of music in london she's from england and and so everything was oh, wow. like, this is how you do it you know this is the correct form and i guess being kind of a you know very uh right-brained um I, you know which a lot of musicians of course are or artists are um the whole the, the technique or the technical approach really wasn't for me i, I wasn't I, I couldn't i just couldn't get down with it man and, and i couldn't sit right. there, especially with my mom with my teacher yeah, so they tried a different teacher, and, you know, my brother took to it a little bit better than I did, and now he's, like, a pretty accomplished jazz musician. But um, wow. I I had, I had met a friend at, at elementary school who was on a Canadian TV show, and I thought to myself, you know, I could do that. You know, I could definitely do that. I, I don't know how or where or why I had the, this sort of burst of confidence, but I just believed that I could I could do that 
uh, as as a hobby or maybe even as a job. So I asked my parents to enroll me in this thing called the Children's Theater of Montreal, which was run by these two elderly women who uh, mm. had been doing it for uh, – this is kind of a funny story, but they'd been doing it for so long that some of their earliest students were uh, William Shatner and Christopher Plummer, if, if you can even wow. get your head around that. And I'm not, I mean, wow. I'm not that old, I'm, you know, but, um, right. So, so yeah, both those guys were, were from Montreal originally. And, um, and so I was doing this, uh, theater course and, and then they, uh, they got a call from some dubbing houses in town that were doing these Japanese anime, uh, cartoons and they needed kids. They needed kids voices. So I got, I got referred to one of those. I booked a job on one of these anime series doing a voice of a little Japanese snowman. And then, um, and then around the same time, uh, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation uh, had a – there was a production company that was contracted by them to uh, do this Christmas movie. And they went around the city to look for these two kids to play the lead in this little Christmas movie they were doing. And I ended up getting cast in one of those roles. And then also oh, around cool the same that. time, I, I – I, yeah, yeah. And then also around the same time, I got a, an opportunity to do a play with the National Theatre School of Canada. And, and that was uh, a Greek oh. tragedy. So I was kind of I kind of hit the stage and the TV and the and the voiceover work sort of in this trifecta sort of uh, you know way um, when I was probably yeah between you know 11 and 12 years old and and so oh after my that gosh. I just, yeah I, I kind of was like oh okay I'm making money doing this and that's cool and you know I missed a lot of school as a result but uh, kept doing the cartoons especially I I deliberately didn't get an agent because I decided I didn't want to. I didn't want to go down that road. Um, as a, I, I don't know, I, I, I decided I wanted to have a normal-ish childhood, and so I, I decided not to mm. really pursue it hardcore, and I just took whatever came to me, and most of it was voiceover stuff. And then uh, and then after, you know, I turned 18, I, I went to um, acting school in Pasadena, California. So that was kind of how, how that all sort of jump-started for me. And then, the, and then my career as an adult, I was like, what? This is, this is not... Uh, as easy as I thought, uh, <laughs> as I thought it was going to be. Where the snowman rolls. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, man. I hear you. I will say, though, this all accumulated in, um, and for those who don't know, we have a link up. Uh, we have all kinds of links to uh, Julian's stuff. He's even got a Wikipedia. Wow, it's amazing. Um, but he does, on his IMDb, have the best IMD photo ever. Um, three cheers to <laughs> Annie... Diote, I believe her name is. Um, but yeah, that's, you're kicking it on IMDb there, uh, Julian. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's funny. That's amazing. You know, you know, that picture actually was taken as the Three Pines premiere in Montreal in November. Oh. And, um, and I was like, you know, I don't know. I didn't. I was. It was just time for me to change pictures. So I actually put that picture up there uh, because uh, I thought it was more yeah. interesting than. Whatever else I had up there. He got a haircut, folks. He got a haircut from Three Pines. Um, yeah, I got a haircut. I got a haircut, and I will. I will mention that's actually sparkling water in that glass too. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. That's. I used to get the uh, what I used to call the the Jamie. I you couldn't do it today. They have no idea who I am. But I used to hang out at the W a lot in uh, San Diego, and if you ordered a Ross Martini, um, they would give you a martini glass, but it would have Seven Up in it. Because you don't want to be drunk on when you're talking. You never know who you're talking to, you know? And, yeah, you really uh, you don't. Hold it together. 
That's a good call, man. Yeah. I, I definitely concur, man. It's not a good idea to be drunk, probably. Period. But, no. but especially not if you're no. if you're trying to uh, you know mingle and uh, and schmooze. Right. Yeah. Well, and you just make poor decisions. You know, that's I'm not against drinking. Don't get me wrong. Believe me, uh, I just did three nights in a row at a Christmas party. Everybody's like, "Yeah, Jamie's against drinking." Okay. Um, I think yeah, he yeah, showed up with a handle of whiskey, but oh, I know. No, oh, I, my it, gosh, it's plate. About it. No. It's ridiculous, man. I mean, I'll have a glass of wine every now and then, or, you know, like I'm not, I'm not a sort of, you know, against, um, I'm not any kind of prohibitionist or anything, but, but, you know, if I'm in like a kind of, you know, professional environment and then people realize I'm not drinking, they're like, like, well, what are you, do you have a problem? Are you, uh, you know, are you, so how long have you been sober? I'm like, dude, like, no, not, no. I (laughs) I don't have any chips. Three cheers to those who do, but yeah, no, um, I got enough. BS in my life. I don't need that. You know, I mm-hmm. probably couldn't handle it. Um, yeah, man, I tell you, it's, uh, and then, you know, as I get older too, I'm, a, I'm turning into an old man now. Then just, there's so many things that have changed. I feel like a kid going through puberty, but um, drinking is one of them, man. I used to, I, that was legendary in the amount I could drink. Not anymore. Not anymore. Dude, I, it's not the drinking. It's the recovery. You know, I, I was an hour say, or two I, hangover has stretched to a week. <laughs> it is bad. Can't I mean, do it. You know, and it's it's not macho or cool to admit or, or you know, uh, you know, but mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, because of the holidays, you know, and, you know, my wife is French. She's from France. And so she's all about no. the vino. And, uh, oh, yeah. you know, Definitely it's, it's, more, it's very much a cultural thing. Yeah. Hey, and so she's like, oh, you got to try this new one. So I had like a glass, man, probably just a glass. I wake up. In the morning, I'm like, wow, my head, like, just for one glass. I'm like, man, I must be getting old or something. I didn't drink enough water or something. But, um, yeah, I I think that was my favorite thing in the world. I like like water. I like sparkling water a lot for some reason. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, you got to take care of yourself, though. You know, mind, body, soul, spirit, all of the above. Yeah. I'm telling you, I grew up in Detroit, uh, Metro Detroit, and it, it, everybody drank there when I'm growing up. Everybody was like hard drinkers, you drank like whiskey and vodka. Oh, totally, man. And I yeah. never, I dated this French girl from Windsor across the, uh, where Sarah lives and her husband, uh, across yeah. the water yeah. there, the river. Across the bridge, and, yeah. man, she was into the wine, and she knew, she was, hanging out with her was like hanging out with James Bond or something. She's like, oh, well, this, she'd take a drink, and oh, well, this was, the grapes were picked on a hillside in the moonlight of blah, blah, blah. She knew everything about wine. And she was like, yeah. I don't know, 17. I'm like, I don't it, it was very, uh, in a weird it, way, it was very emasculating. No, it's funny, isn't it? I'll tell you that real quick. I'll just tell you when I was living in Chicago, you reminded me of this. Um, I had these, I had these cousins in Ireland. And, uh, you know, my, my Irish cousins, they're twins, Hugh and Killian. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and I, I was living, I was living in, in the West Loop in Chicago, not too far from, uh, the United Center at the time. And this would have been like probably 90, I want to say 98 or 99 around there. Right. And, uh, it was just a crazy time. I was living in an apartment with no windows underground and I was just, you know, you know, just slinging it, you know, work, probably working as a bar back and doing little, you know, uh, little gritty plays on the side and things. And, 
And and I was actually probably drinking a little too much at the time. I was very lonely and stuff. It was just a rough, kind of a rough little period, but, you know, coming of age, I suppose. And I remember thinking to myself, you know what? I need to go and have a spiritual cleansing. So I called my aunt up who lived in just outside of Dublin. And I said, I said, I said, aunt, I said, uh, do you think I could come to visit you guys for Christmas? I just feel like I need to, you know, enjoy the, the countryside and go for some walks into Heather, you know, the Heather, the, the grass. The right, grass, right. The and, you know, they had a waterfall nearby. And I, and she said, oh, absolutely. Come to Ireland. It's going to be great. Yeah, I would love to have you. You and Kelly, <laughs> you up from the airport. And so I'm on the airplane, and I'm thinking I'm just kind of meditating, you know, and I brought you my Bible with me. You know, I'm thinking I'm going to really just, like, have this great, great, calm, meditative retreat. I get off the plane. Hugh and Kelly and meet me, and I had long hair at the time because I, I had just done a movie, and I, I had to have long hair, longer even than in Three Pines. And I get off the plane. Hugh and Killian come running up to me. They go, Killian, how the fuck are you? Killian, yeah, what the fuck happened to your hair, man? Why is your hair all long and shiny like that? Listen, do, do you like Nirvana? Do you like Pearl Jam? Do you, you look like a grunge rocker. Now, listen, Julian, tonight we're going to go into time, and I'm going to get you totally fucking wasted. Are you ready for that? And I'm like, uh... You mean tonight? Like, yeah, tonight. Come on, let's get in the car. We're going to get totally smashed. Boys, we're going to completely get you all, all uh, inebriated to the max. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, I was just like, I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, I went out with them. I probably had a Guinness or two, but their buddy, I remember, downed like 11 pints of Guinness in like half an hour. Mm. And then, uh, and then after that, you know, they would say, Jane, you want to come out with us again tonight and get wasted again? Completely, we're going to get fucking smashed. And I'd be like, uh, uh, I, let me, I'm just going to, let me go for a walk. I'm kind of, <laughs> so. I need the Heather. Yeah. yeah I need the, the Heather. Heather. You know? I need the Heather. I need the fresh Irish air of the Emerald Isle. Like, we know Heather. You know? We'll ring her up and have yeah. her show up. No. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Oh, believe oh, me, no. They oh, come to the club with me to introduce you to some girls. You know, would you let me ask you a question? You know, would you ever consider having a threesome? I'm like, no, no, right no. now I'm trying to get my. <laughs> no. Trying, right no. now I'm trying to get my. Uh, my trying to get my, uh, my head right, you know. <laughs> no, oh, but they're good, really, good, really good guys. Really, really good guys. Well, yeah, they funny. were just, you know, that's how they are. That's how they are. They and, were and for, inviting you into their probably, world. They're probably just ratting mm-hmm. me and, and giving me a hard time too because that there was a forest behind their house and they had told me that there was some banshee spirit or something that was like haunting the forest and I was I was freaked oh, out man they was like Jerry you're gonna stay in the back room over there just be careful of the banshee spirit I'm telling you it's not a joke we're not joking and I'm like really and they're like no and I don't know I was gullible enough to believe it and I was I was genuinely freaked out to sleep in the back room near the forest yeah oh, but man. uh. But no, that was, that was some good, good times. Bless them. That's funny. That is funny. Well, you know, before, you know, that when you got off the phone with your, your aunt, she was probably telling him, oh, he's gone through a break. Something terrible's happened. We got to, you got to show him a good time. Yeah, boys. Exactly. You got to show him a good yeah, time. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, no, no, it's, uh, it's, it's funny. It's funny though, you know, uh, but I love Ireland. I spent a lot of time there when I was a kid because my dad's mom, uh, remarried uh an irish uh guy so my dad's little sister that's that's my uh that's their mom uh she uh she ended up marrying an irish guy and 
yeah, it's uh, it's cool. But I've never, I haven't been back since then. It's been too long. It's been pro- more than twenty years since I've been back in Ireland. So that's that's oh, not good. Yeah. But, well, it's uh, crazy now with all the stuff and travel restrictions and all that kind of nonsense. It's um, um, yeah. you know all the stuff you got to do. It's 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 cr- traveling is kind of a pain in the neck. You know, I think. Um, but I love doing it. But yeah, but I'm the same way. Same way. I haven't been to Europe in a long time. Oh man. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot j-a-m-i-e-r-o-x-x dot u-s Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.love. S-H-A-C-K-A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y dot com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. Ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime. And treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit MakingCancerHistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. 
There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Gear, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. You know, I am glad to hear, Julian, I am glad to hear that your family dynamic is way better than it is for your character, Peter Morrow, on Three Pines. Because those people, oh, my, we, we just watched, we're, we're working our way through it, and uh, last night, what did we watch? We watched the one that were, you know, your family um, with the hotel. Yeah. I don't want to give anything yeah. away, but, oh, right. man. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's rut, and, uh, you know, you hit the nail on the head during your intro when you're talking about my character, Peter, you know, he's, there's a reason why he's the way he is, you know, I mean, like, right. uh, you know, at first when I was, you know, reading scripts and even when I was auditioning, my, my wife was like, man, your character's an, an asshole. And I was like, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to approach him as though he's an asshole. You know, people are the way that they are for a reason. And if someone else wants to perceive mm. them as a quote unquote asshole, then they can do that. But, you know, every, I mean, we're on this, big boat together right trying to figure it out and do our best hopefully and um you know peter morrow right. is no different you know and he was he was it, it wasn't his fault he was born into this family with these these kind of crazy parents and everything i don't want to give too much away but you know right. uh people, people are broke yeah yeah people, <laughs> people are broken as it were for a reason you know what i mean there's reasons why people are the way they are and we all have our battles to fight and he's someone who's really I, I was saying to someone the other day he's he's running away from himself but trying to find himself at the same time you know and uh trying to get away into the country but when you have those ties that bind you on the inside in your soul it can be difficult no matter what your external surroundings are no matter no matter where you get off to uh if you haven't been you know found that place of liberty or freedom within within yourself then no matter where you go or who you're with or whatnot, uh, you're going to, you know, you're going to kind of bring those issues with you. And as you can probably see by now, he's brought some of those early childhood traumas, you know, even into his marriage. And that makes it very difficult for uh, Clara. I'm telling you. By the beautiful Anna Tierney. I'm telling you. And yeah. That scene with the chair, that's all I'm going to say. Your face, the acting ability on your face. You're like, oh, I got this to deal with. Now I'm going to have that conversation after this is done. Um, wow, man. Oh, man. Uh, I've been there. <laughs> I'm like, that guy is a master thespian. <laughs> or, dude, you know, yeah. he's been in a similar situation. Uh, oh, God. Uh, that, scene, that scene is so heart-wrenching. It's just like, oh, man, yeah. that That's such a good scene. I was talking about that scene with someone the other day, and, and they were like, wow, this powerful scene. My my thing about that scene is that so much is said with with so little, you know, in such a short amount of time, no, so much is delivered uh, in that little scene. So yeah, that's interesting that you brought that up. Yeah, yeah it's a great show, and I want people definitely to check it out. You know, at first, because I had read the books, um, a fantastic book series. I haven't read them all, 
but a few of them, enough of them to know. And somebody was telling me this before I even got the press kits and uh, came on board with, with all you guys uh, from the show and whatnot. Um, but a friend of mine had told me, one of my, one of my book friends, it said, hey, uh, you know, they're making a thing over at Amazon's doing this. And uh, I said, oh, well, I hope they don't Twin Peaks it out too much. You know, it, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if it would work being very surreal and just weird as hell. And uh, I saw What's Her Face with the Duck in the first episode. And I'm like, well, maybe we're going to go that direction. <laughs> you know? yeah. Maybe we are. <laughs> and it's, but it did it. It's so subtly, it's so well done. Um, and, and you think about the episodes. I was at a Christmas dinner party the other day. And not a family one. This is was, was our friend's Christmas thing. So it's all a bunch of weirdo artists, you know, hanging out and stuff. Yeah. And we're talking about yeah. your show during the Christmas oh, no. party, you know. I'm like, oh, cool. well, cool. if the weirdos like get there, you go. <laughs> you know it's a No, hit. that's good. No, that's good to hear. And I think your point about Twin Peaks is, is, uh, is, is very well made. I think, um, I think they're, you know, some people were kind of hoping – hoping we would go more in that direction and other people are like, ah, oh, don't, don't try to emulate or copy them too much. And I, I think you're right. I think we've struck the right balance there. And I think, you know, most people understand where we're coming from or the way the show mm. is stylized and the reason it's done the way it is being adapted from the books, the way that we have. Um, and some people don't get it, you know, and some, for example, fans of the books really take exception to the fact that some of the characters and, aspects of the stories in the books have been sort of reinterpreted a bit or adapted um, as this is an adaptation. It's not a, it's not a translation, a direct kind of carbon copy to film, you know, Uh, and people get real, they go, this isn't what I imagined. Ah, Peter's hair is too long or, you know, he's not wearing glasses or whatever, you know, and uh, I understand, you know, and I don't, I have no qualms with anybody having um, issues with that, but it's just a question of, you know, understanding that this is this is an adaptation and uh we're basing it on the books the amazing books by louise penny uh so yeah that's it you know and uh and well, I'm you, glad got that playing the artist. you got yeah. your character down man i i know a bunch of those i live in that world you know and yeah. um yeah i'm i was telling anna that because she really also nailed it she uh with her your wife uh in the show um you know as as the Oh, I want it so bad. I want it so bad, and and I, I'm not. I'm I'm getting a taste of it by who I'm with, who my husband is, and it's that's oh, a shitty wow. place to be. Yeah. And um, she played it, and you did as well. You you know, and it, it was so you know from that point of view, it it is it is fantastic. Well, from all of the points, of view, it's a really good show. It's a really Thanks, good man. show. It's one of those binge shows. Get ready, folks, when you sit down to watch this. You know, get your snacks and sandwiches pre-made and, and ready to go in the icebox because um, it is uh, – oh, wait, my computer is messing me, with me. Did you hear that? What is she thinking? No, I didn't hear that. There we go. Uh, yeah, we got – that's my assistant. It, it has a little – you're running against this time. You know, that's one of those deals. But anyway, I think only I can hear it. But, yeah, she's uh, – She's annoying, and uh, and she's British to boot, so she's got that tone, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I have a British computer. But I do. Yeah. Um, well, at least she's not. At least she's, at least she's not. 
at least she's not French. And she's like, hurry up, your time is nearly up. What are you doing? Hurry up, go. Come on, wait. <laughs> no, you're, let me ask you, because, well, you're, you're, you're fluent, right? You grew up in Montreal. You're fluent in French and English, uh, I would imagine. I wish, uh, I, wish I, would, I wish I could say I was fluent, man. I'm not, I wouldn't say fluent. I would say conversational probably would be more, more to the point. Um, conversational. I, I, I can have a, a conversation, but yeah, no, I'm, I I wouldn't say completely fluent. Like, no, I, I'll get there one day, hopefully, but I definitely understand more than I can. <laughs> I, I speak me, I think, but He knows yeah. what merd means. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, I, uh, we were just hanging out with uh, this crazy couple we know, and, and she's Cuban, and, and her partner is not, and they got into a little bit of a tiff, and man, the, the Cuban Spanish, with, with that annoyed tone, you know women get when they get upset, um, really translates any, uh, any language, um, just came out. And I was curious, uh, when you and your missus, uh, not that there's ever any issues or anything, I can't even imagine that there would be. Um, oh, it does never. happen. What you about? Ah, no, ah, <laughs> Did she no, revert to French? Oh my God! When she's really yeah, hot. But about, yeah, but the thing about it is, is usually, usually, it's kind of more like it creeps up on you. So one day, for example, mm. she just to me in French, and I'm like, why are you talking only in French to me? And then, and then it's you know, it's because it's it's kind of creeping up on me. You know what I mean? Whereas, yeah. it's not like she all of a sudden switches to French. It's kind of like. No, I it's you. just French, and then I'm like, uh oh, like something's coming though because the French just started. I walked know? into the quicksand. It's, it's more like that, I would say. Yeah. No, no, she's great. Oh she's yeah. No, no, they. I'm the same way. I couldn't live without my wife. It's, uh, you know, and you learn over time. You know, you 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 learn. I'll tell you the big one that I I had to learn when she was annoyed with one of her sisters or something. My job is to listen to that. She just wants someone to tell, you know, just to listen. Don't That's agree it. with her because then you attack the sister, you know. Um, that ain't going to play. I'm like, what? I'm agreeing uh, with you. Yeah, she's flake. flake. Yeah. You've got to be real no. careful. you got to be oh, careful, man. I'm yeah. telling you, I've yeah. learned. I've yeah. Oh, man. It's like an obstacle course, man. It's like a, it's like a skills competition at the NBA All Star game or something. You know, it's like a, you gotta, you gotta get it right, just right through the hoop. You know, the the little, you know, or, or the NHL uh, All Star game is maybe a better analogy. You know, you gotta just hit the puck right through that little thing and show how accurate you can be with your, with your ability to sort of walk that tight wire, you know, that tight rope. Um, but yeah, no, I oh, mean, so but I guess all that stuff is character building too so you know fuel for the fire absolutely absolutely well chief inspector's got a good uh good thing going with his wife his wife's putting up a lot of stuff tell me about (laughs) i see that she's like and she by the way in person is the most beautiful lovely person as well so that's not even i mean she's just a just a lovely person um and yeah she's incredible but uh and, 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 you know, but, but so is uh, Alfred Molina. You know? <laughs> They're just a match. Right. Happen, man. <laughs> you know, I go home and I'm like, Oh man, we got, we got, you know, couples goals here. <laughs> Relationship goals. <laughs> we got some work to do. Yeah. <laughs> just from being on set with people pretending to be a couple, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, it's so true. It's so true. We have some friends like that that are just, yeah, well, they, they seem perfect. And I think they are. 
but I'm, but I'm an old, I'm old. I've been around. I'm like, man, there's got to be a crack somewhere in that, you know. And there's really got to be a catch. There's got to be a catch because otherwise, <laughs> nobody's back. Otherwise, it's just like, oh man, this can't, you can't, gee, this can't be real, really. You know, and all their kids are perfect, and they've got the golden retriever named Willow or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just too yeah. perfect. You know, but no, I feel like, man, it's it, it's funny. But you know, Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff hasn't helped, man. You see everybody perfect, perfect no. everything, perfect body, perfect face, perfect kid, perfect dog, and you're just like, how can this be? And then you're like, oh, it's Facebook. Okay, right. It's Instagram. Oh, got it. Okay, you know, it's a filter. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you guys play it great, and, um, you know, you and Anna, your characters uh, are just fantastic, uh, Peter and Clara, and um, don't want to call her Claire, don't want to call her Claire, got to be Clara. Yeah, I caught that in that episode, too. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, Julian, I have been there, <laughs> man. Oh, yeah, God. yeah, yeah. Um, there, what yeah. a great show, though. And you guys probably had, yeah. a, you know, it's so serious and so dramatic, and everybody is so... Um, you know, does such a great job, and but the storylines are like really deep and really heavy. Um, did that add, uh, that attitude and and was there a blanket of heaviness over behind the scenes, like when you guys were shooting, or did cut and everybody's joking around and stuff? Ooh, that's a really interesting question. Um, well, you know, I, I'll say this: I, I think some of the scenes that were you know, heavier than others. Uh, we had a great crew to work with. And when you mm-hmm. have a great crew, particularly, you know, a director who's setting the tone properly, uh, a first assistant director who understands how to control or, you know, direct a set, that makes a big difference. And so, um, you know, I don't know if, if you've seen the episode yet where, uh, I'm on, or Peter's on the bed with Anna, and, and he's sketching Julia. Mm-hmm. He's all kind of tore up about, you know, what happened and everything. Absolutely. All that stuff. Um, you know, when we were shooting that scene, I remember it was just, there was a real kind of reverence and a quiet on the set, you know, in between takes. And and uh, so when you have that understanding from the crew, it does make a, a big difference, and it's really nice to have that, you know, as opposed to people just kind of joshing around, you know, when there's this, like, you know, deep emotional stuff with material that requires you to go, you know, pretty, pretty deep. And, um, and you went, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was the deep scene, man. I mean, it's so much going on, you know, and again, I I wouldn't want to say too much in case anyone listening hasn't seen that. But, but, but it is, um, it, it was a a lighthearted set though. Uh, most of the time. Um, and I would say a lot of that I would attribute to, you know, Alfred Molina being uh, such a jovial and lovely mm. man, you know, just such a great uh, example and a great leader, uh, not only just an extraordinary actor, but but a, a really highly, uh, a person of high integrity and uh, principle and uh, just, just a really super guy, man. What can I say, man? I mean, just really, That's really awesome. love that guy. Yeah, yeah. That's so, fantastic. Super fortunate to have someone like him, you know, in, in the lead of, of our uh, of our series. Yeah. Well, it's very very cool, and you've done so much, uh, such a wide range of uh, roles and whatnot, and you've done so many cool things, you know, video from movies to video games, TV episodes. Um, it's pretty awesome, man. You've got the best job in the world. 
you know? That, that, yeah, thank you, man. I, I uh, you know, I definitely count myself extremely blessed, man, to be able to do what I do. And I really enjoy doing the voiceover stuff since you brought that up. You know, the video games was something that uh, I was more or less introduced to since coming back up here several years ago. Um, and I got cast as the voice of this game called Rainbow Six Siege, which has turned out to be this juggernaut huge um, video game, especially in the first-person shooter world. And I think the last time I checked, we had over 70 million subscribers for the game. Wow. And I'm basically like the anchor voice. So I didn't do any motion capture. All this stuff in the game was all recorded in a booth. And we and we still record... Um, we still record uh, stuff, you know, for that game from time to time, you know, whether it's promotional things or whether it's updates or new iterations of uh, the game or things like that. Um, so that's been awesome. And I've been doing that one since about 20, well, I'd say 2015, I think. Um, and uh, Rainbow Six well, that's cool. Really you can record game. those up there, right? And then send them out? Yeah. Uh, that's it. Uh, well, yeah. Showing I mean, up in sweatpants to work. I love it. Well, you can. Yeah, you can. You know, you can. I mean, it'd be cool if it was. It'd be cool if it was more frequent, and it'd be really cool if I got residuals. But unfortunately, the video game contracts and the producers back in about the year oh. two thousand somewhere around there, they they gave they did a deal that wasn't exactly uh, super. Uh, 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 well, I can't think of the word, but it, it didn't necessarily prefer. Uh, the actors as it related to royalties or residuals. And so we get paid wow, you know, a good session fee. And yeah. Th- it does kind of suck. Cause it would, it would, it would be a different landscape for me at the moment if that was the case, but it's okay, man. You take, you take all the things that come along with gratitude and just, you know, it, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, just it just means you got to work. You just got to pay more paintings, man. That's, that's how I go. That's that's it. How I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, I'm telling you, but it's it's cool that you know it's interesting because um, I'm not I'm an old man. The last video games I played, you put a quarter in the machine, you had to stand up. My wife though is really into them. You know, all these shooting games. She's probably played the one you're talking about. You know, and um, and loved it. And it's it's interesting to me because there's not when I was a kid, you didn't see that many uh, women or girls at, at my age. Um, at the time uh, play, that we're into video games. You know, you just don't. Now you see girls playing video games, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> My inner 12 year old is like, wow, this is amazing. This is a utopia. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> it's great. Uh, it's it's, um, it's wild, man. It's wild. And the VR stuff is just, whoa, it's mind blowing. I mean, oh, man. Um, you think that's really going to take off? Um, I, I think it, I think it already, has to a point and i think i mean who's to say it's not just going to keep going and you know and going i mean it, it's nice i i, I will i will say i think we do got it we do need to be a little bit careful though like because reality you know in the actual world that we live in is is one thing right. and you know this virtual reality and you know uh all that fantasy we stuff already is, see it a little bit of what you're saying with yeah. social media like you mentioned you know it's um where everything's perfect all the time. And, uh, do we ever? Do we ever? Yeah, and I think I think that's something we need to sort of monitor, be careful of, you know, um, for sure. Um, but no, you know, this is the world we live in. You know, this is the world we live in. So we have to, you know, mind ourselves and know how to, you know, 
uh, rule our own spirits, as it were, in terms of, you know, just, you know, filtering what's coming in and, and of course, what's going out, too, and just being, uh, you know, one thing my mom used to always say to me when I was growing up was a quote from Shakespeare, I believe it's from Hamlet, and it just simply says, above all else, unto thine own self be true, you know, continue to be true to yourself. If something doesn't seem right or if something's telling you, ah, you might you might be watching too much TV or playing too many video games or drinking too much or whatever it is or smoking too much yeah. or whatever it might be, you know, listen to that voice, you know what I mean? And and there's an in, there's a voice inside all of us, I think, you know, our conscience for one thing, uh, if not a higher power, and um, that that's leading us and that's kind of, you know, pointing us sometimes, you know, yes, this is a good way to go. That might not be a, a great way to go or you know, you could kind of run with that, and you know what I'm. Uh, you catch my drift, but, but, uh, oh, but yeah, yeah, as it relates to the world that we're living in, man, and entertainment and all that kind of stuff, like, uh, it's interesting, man, because like even like a show like Three Pies, you know, it's entertainment for sure, but there's so much of it is really about human uh, issues and human nature, you know, and um, right, and I think that, yeah, and that makes you know, there's a great scene, and and I can't remember which episode it was, but. Somebody was talking to the chief inspector or something, and I think it was uh, Anna was carrying. I can't remember, but they said, "Oh, I don't think that he could be a murderer. Nobody, you know, that doesn't." And and he uh, his character, you know, responds. He's like, "Just takes a second, and I think we're all capable of it." You know, um, right, not that people. And he wasn't saying that everybody's going to go out and do that, but he wasn't surprised. You know, it, it didn't. Nothing surprised him. Um, it was uh, what a great show! What a great show! I agree with you though. I, you know, it's weird. The universe I have found um, when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, <laughs> things happen mm-hmm. like positive stuff. You're like, oh, I can't believe that happened. You know, wow! Talk about being in the right place. And the same thing is true yeah. when you're doing what you're not supposed to be doing. The universe has a way of, mm-hmm. you know, not giving you a knuckle on the head. Hey, knucklehead, wake yeah. up! <laughs> you know. Wow, that, that's really. <laughs> That's a really interesting way to put it, man. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. It's true. And I think I'll say this, too, kind of to that point. I think sometimes um, something might be right or it might be the right thing to be doing, but it, it, it won't necessarily be comfortable. It won't necessarily feel right. right, but it is right. And sometimes, you know, one has to appeal to that kind of higher road, you know, and, and say, look, you know, there, there are all these options we can go, but what's the high road to take? And it, yes, it'll cost you, but so does so does taking the low road. You know, is going to cost you um, down oh, yeah. the line. You know, and um, you, you know, and so working hard or you know uh, taking risks or you know taking care of your body, let's say working out or eating well. Yeah, there's a cost to it, but there's also a cost to you know being not taking care of yourself, not being for example. Sick. You know, and being sick. Yeah. And of course, you know that. So everything has a cost, you know, and, um, but yeah, when, when we do the right thing, I do think, uh, there's, there's, there's something kind of, I don't know, like can come into alignment. It might be a higher power um, or something, you know, I don't know. I, I just know in my that. life, you know, things yeah, go believe, well. If I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, it's amazing how well things can go against like, wow, I can't believe it. I, Cause I've always been jaded, you know, I'm an artist and, and stuff. Of course we're jaded, you know, oh, and, and cynical. You're like, well, I'm waiting for this wave to end, but you can't just focus on that. You got to be aware that it's gonna and be prepared for it, but you can't focus oh, on that. You know, focus on poop. That's what you got. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it just seems uh, to be the way it, that I've seen. You know, 
And, well, the way I was uh, you're obviously it. doing the right thing, Julian, because you got all this great stuff happening. You know, it's cool. Thank, thank you, man. Well, I'm inspired. You know, uh, yeah, no, I well, great. No, I appreciate that. But I would say, you know, there's always a bigger picture. You know, there's there's always a bigger picture, and it's like, you know, doing the little things, taking the baby steps. You know, doing one thing at a time. Uh, you know, without, um, geez, I can't remember the name of the book, but there's a line in the book about. You know, the the one dude says to the other, like, what do I do? I can't see. I can't see ahead of me. I can't. I have no vision. I can't see the future. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. And, they, and the, the one guy says, well, can you see a foot in front of you? Or can you see the next step? And he said, well, yeah, I can see the right. next step. And he says, well, take the next step. Take that next step. And that's, that's a lot of times... I think what it is, man, it's just do, taking that one next step, doing that one next thing, even if it, even if other people don't like it or if it doesn't seem to make sense. You just do that one thing, and uh, and then you know, and then after that, that the following step will will become apparent. And uh, sometimes though, you just need to stand still and and wait, you know, and just be comfortable, yeah. kind of in, in waiting and um, meditating, or filling out, or praying, or whatever it may be. So yeah. Oh, there's been many times, man. Many times I've been waiting for the bus, and if it, it rolls up and it's on fire, I don't get on it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I try to help the people, uh, metaphorically yeah. speaking. I'm just um, I haven't yeah. seen a car on fire since I left Detroit. Um, I know. I'm going to get emails for that. I hear Detroit. Oh, uh, I, I have. Um, I mean, I've never been to Detroit. No, I've seen cars. Oh, it was rough yeah, when yeah. I was a kid. <laughs> it was <laughs> rough, man. I <laughs> know. Uh, I, I believe oh. you. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of like going to Niagara Falls, um, you know, on the Canadian side, it's real nice. <laughs> and you go on the U.S. side, you're like, oh, man, what? why yeah, do they yeah, have yeah. so many churches and liquor stores? Well, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I've, I've been there. I've been there. Well, very cool, Julian. Well, I can't wait to see more. And I'm looking every day in variety uh, for the, uh, you know, season two announcement because uh i think it needs to happen and there's plenty of material you know yeah so uh yeah yeah I'm hoping. Well, yeah man yeah i guess we all are and, and we're just you know grateful for the the opportunity to do this first season and, and the success that we've had so far we were number one in five countries for a few weeks and uh, i think oh, we got cool, bumped man. by uh we got bumped by jack ryan which was sort of to be expected because that's like Massive show, massive budget. People have been waiting for a while for those new uh, new episodes for Jack Ryan to come out. And uh, but yeah, no, I mean we're just totally humbled and grateful by the reception that we've had, and, and you know grateful for what it is. And yeah, definitely looking forward to having the opportunity to to do it again and, and to uh, explore more of these wonderful stories of Louise Penny's. And um, you know we're just so thankful for everybody that's been supporting us and for. Uh, Amazon that's been you know that's been getting behind it and um, oh yeah. and uh, yeah everybody involved man it's just it's just been a real kind of a love affair uh, with this uh, material so it's been incredible oh absolutely I was talking about I had a guest last night from Ottawa and a friend of mine that guy I know he's a musician guitar player uh, does these great instrumental uh, albums and whatnot has a new one out so he was on the show last night and man I was because it's, you know, it's Canadian, and I was talking, I'm like, yeah, man, I've been watching this, and he, uh, after the show, he's like, I'm gonna, i got to find it, on, it's got to be on Canadian uh, Amazon, I'm like, I'm sure it is, 
Yeah. <laughs> he, he did. He found it. <laughs> but he messaged yeah. me after. He's like, oh, this show's great. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so yeah. you got another one last night, um, which is great. Yeah, good, good. Great. That's, that's good to hear, man. Appreciate that. Well, I know. And like I said, Julian, you got the best job in the world. You can turn on the TV and see you looking out. <laughs> that, that's you know, pretty cool, funny. man. Well, I, it's funny you should say that because I, I, the other day I was remembering this time I was having a rough patch in L.A. back in the day. And uh, I was at my gym in, in the Valley, if anyone's familiar with Los Angeles. So oh, I was yeah. living in the Valley in Woodland Hills area. And I was in my gym, and I was kind of just feeling down about stuff. And I walked in the lounge room, and there I was on the screen in an episode of Just Shoot Me that I had done a couple, a few years earlier nice. with David Spade. It was syndicated. And my face was on the screen in that moment, right when I was kind of feeling like, what am I doing? You know, Where's my career going? And it was almost like There's a that universe you know, talking just, to you. Yeah, there you go. You, you know? know, just reminding you, like, hey, man, like, just – like I said, keep putting one foot in front of the other, man. Like, you know, finish your workout. You know what I mean? Go home, you know, take care of business. Today's a, a good day to get some things done and, and not worry about, like, how things are going to work out. You just have to, like, you know, deal with um, today. Don't worry about there's – a, there's actually a – I remember there's a, this verse that I remember learning in Sunday school as a kid. Don't worry about tomorrow for the cares of tomorrow will worry about themselves. Take care of what you can do today. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's I think very wise. You know, yeah, I think so. I think that's something that we can all learn from. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And any of our listeners, if you happen to be listening to this, um, you know, a podcast in your in a closet with uh, cockroaches climbing up the wall and whatnot, we've all been there. Um, it, it can get better. Uh, like like Julian's saying, man, focus on that next step, and before you know it, you you win a mile. You know. 10,000 miles. It's, uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. But don't forget that about that closet. Don't be one of those guys either, you know, where you get some success. Because it's easy to do. It's an easy trap to fall into. And, uh, mm. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Nobody likes hanging out with those guys. <laughs> oh, man. Very cool. Well, Julian, thank you so much, man, for taking – I know I kept you a little longer, but my computer was yelling at me, but – um, you're fascinating to talk to and such a cool, you cool turned up to 10 and, um, yeah, <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. You're real good at it. You know, I appreciate that, man. thank you. Well, I appreciate yeah. that. man. no, I really enjoy talking to you too, man. It's, uh, it's always nice to have the opportunity to, um, to connect with, you know, people over, uh, over, you know, one's work or body of work or career and, and just to talk about other things. Cause, as you know, there's a lot more to life than just you know, uh, you know the, the 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 world of entertainment or you know one's mm. given job or whatnot. Um, and so it's, it's I'm glad we had a chance to sort of like cover the gamut of you know life things because that, that's really uh, that's really what what matters at the end of the day, isn't it? Is uh, is it's more yeah, than, than just what meets the eye, right? So uh, so thanks for the yeah, uh, thanks for the opportunity, Jamie. Appreciate that. Yeah, anytime, man. Anytime. You want to come on and talk about, uh, you know, wives or wine or whatever you, whatever project, you let me know and um, we'll, we'll okay, make man. it happen. You're yeah, awesome. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can shoot stories some, some more, you know, because uh, I know you got more. <laughs> no, better be Very cool. <laughs> Very cool.
very, very cool. Well, folks, um, I, I should mention, we have direct links to the Amazon Prime, uh, the Three Pines page where you can watch it. Um, and, and I know it works here in the U.S., but um, I, I'm assuming if you just put Three Pines and Amazon wherever you're at uh, on the planet, uh, it'll pop right up. Uh, we also have a million, not a million, but we've got all the links to uh, Julian's Instagram, Wikipedia, IMDb, um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, right there. And those links, we're going to convert this episode to a podcast. It's how we do it. It's when we add the commercials and stuff. Unless you're a VIP member, then you get those commercial free. Um, but we, when we convert it, it goes out everywhere. So if you're listening to this on Spotify or Pandora, wh- wherever, we're on like 700 podcasting platforms or some crazy thing like that. Uh, I don't know if it's 700. It's just under that. But um, those links stay active. So you just, you know, if you're listening to it on Spotify, just click that link, man, and you can get right there. And uh, be sure to uh, like and share. If you're into an actor, an actress, or a band, or whomever uh, that you dig, we live in an algorithm world. So like and share. Uh, you know, it's chances are you're, if you dig something, your friends are going to dig it, you know, and uh, very, very cool. Also, when you watch a show or a movie or something on uh, platforms like Amazon, there's always a place where you can leave a comment. Um, and you don't have to put a doctoral thesis down. You know, say, hey, this is cool. I'm digging it, you know, or whatever. Um, or, you know, I thought Julie needed a haircut in this. Um, you know, just leave. No, I'm, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. It was funny. With the flashback when you were a kid, that actor they got as you as a kid, had the Julian hair. I'm like, hey, totally. No, they I nailed like the it. hair, man. They nailed the mini me hair. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, that was a crazy episode. And uh, oh, the, the really? denouement at the end, I was, uh, it got me. I don't want to give anything away, but it got me. Didn't see it coming. Didn't see it coming. Great episode. You know? Fantastic. Totally. I had no idea that the maid was, had done. No, I'm giving it away. No, it wasn't in this episode, everybody. No, um, no it, ship hit a big iceberg and it sank. Sorry, I ruined it for you. Anyhow. Hey, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us today. We will be back next week. And um, you can always go to my website, jamierocks.us and, or poprocksradio.com. They, that'll get you to the page, uh, the, the radio, the podcast page. And you can see who's coming up. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, 2023, we're going to have – you think we've had cool guests this year. Well, it's going to continue. We're going to – you know, we're doing our, uh, our what we can. Uh, I'm amazed that we're still going. It, it, this is episode 13, 15, 1,315 episodes. That's a lot of talking, man. That's a lot of that talking. Sure, I thought we were going to do like words. 20. Oh, man. I – well, yeah, it's just my personality, Julie. You know, I don't do anything. Anything I do, my friends will tell you, it, it, I monetize it and turn it into a business. And, you know, it's like, oh, you know, let's, let's, let's make a garden. Next thing you know, I have a garden stand in front of my house. You know, it's uh, it's what I do, my personality. But, um, yeah, you know, this podcasting thing, who, who saw it coming? Who saw it coming? I did. I, um, I don't know. Uh, I know. Keeps me out of the bar. I'm I'm happy for it, you know. Not no. going to club. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. I remember when I first yeah. moved to Florida and started doing this, I was talking to one of my L.A. friends. And I used to go to a lot of nightclubs in L.A. I mean, a lot. And, but that's who I was selling paintings to. That's where all those people were hanging out, you know. And um, they're like, what, are you going to go to all the clubs in Miami now? 
I'm like, no, man, I got a girl. That's how you lose a girl. <laughs> Going to nightclubs. Yeah, I said, I like have... my girl. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can't, you got to watch it. You got to look through that universe, you know? They'll tell you. They'll tell you. Uh, very cool. Well, hey, Julian, have a great one. And uh, are you guys doing, you and the missus, doing a big thing on New Year's Eve there in Montreal? You guys going to go out on the town? Uh, right, you know, we, don't, we don't have any uh we don't have any uh elaborate plans as yet uh we do have an eight month old baby boy at home though so uh oh so no you're we'll, home we'll probably, <laughs> you're staying at we'll, home yeah we'll, we'll probably keep pretty 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 simple man and try to get a good night's sleep start the year uh hitting the ground awesome. in the new year, you know? <laughs> yeah so you guys just had the first christmas and all that with the family and every with the baby. Man, star of yeah. the show, right? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, we have a we Very also have cool. a nine-year-old daughter too, who's who's amazing. And oh. She's uh, she's, uh, she's a star in her own right, and uh, she's gotcha. a, a tremendous big sister. So yeah, we're we're you know our family's uh, definitely uh, holding down the fort. Yeah, yeah, we're of we're super that. you know super blessed, man. Yeah. Julian, not only are you have the coolest job in the world, you're like the cool dad. None of my friends' dads were on video games or making movies or TV shows and stuff. You're the cool dad. Oh, man. You're going to have a house full yeah. of girls sleeping over, you know, just to see Julian. Yeah, yeah well, my, <laughs> da- cool. my, my daughter, despite that, my daughter told the neighbors the other day that I used to be in the Olympics, which I don't know where she got that from, but uh, we, we got – we got some confused neighbors now because they see me out there doing my jog and they're like, that dude doesn't look like a former Olympian. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> which, which I don't know if you saw the show. Lewis and stuff. Oh, yeah. Man, in the scene where I, where I fight with my, in the scene where I fight with my brother, I don't know if you remember, uh, but I, mm-hmm. I had a little get, getting up the hill there. I had actually on a previous take kind of slightly hurt my knee, twisted my knee a bit. And, uh, so, that was uh, that was why my my run was a little labored <laughs> after I come down the stairs and oh, running the uh, so uh, but yeah no I, I I was an athlete when I was younger but then I had a knee injury and it, unfortunately that derailed that but here we are now talking about uh, three pines so maybe I, maybe we yeah well that doesn't surprise me Julian that doesn't surprise me because I have a theory on people a lot of successful people I know. Um, are were formerly uh, into athletics and sports and stuff. Yeah. And I think what it is is athletics are so important to young people in that it the, the lesson learned is that if you do something enough and you keep at it, you get better mm-hmm. at it, you know? Wow, that's, um, that's very, yeah. And that's a hard lesson to learn if you haven't had an athletic background because Oof, it can take a while really... before you realize that. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's great. That is awesome. Well, best yeah. to the family. I have a great time, and um, you know, I will be surprised if you make it to midnight. Um, <laughs> with a nine-year-old and an eight-month-old, oh man, you're, <laughs> you're going to be asleep at eight thirty. Um, that's just how that's going to go. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Well, best to everybody, and like I said, keep doing what you're doing. You're super good at it. Seriously, man. Seriously. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it, man. Well, same to you, man. Keep uh, keep going at it. 
you know, you'll you'll keep racking up those numbers, and your podcast may become, you know, one of the one of the uh, one of the top world one day. You know, well, keep, let's hope, uh, let's away. hope it does, and then let's also hope it doesn't, <laughs> because that just is a lot more work, you know. <laughs> that, that's no, we want it. We want it. Um, very, very cool. Well, thanks a lot, Julian. And folks, like I said, we will be back next week. We will see you then. Have a great one. And I want everybody out there to have a great New Year's also. Be smart. Be smart. Drink that sparkling cider. If you're going to be driving, you don't want to start the New Year's off with a $10,000 bill. I'm just saying, it's a pain in the ass. You don't want to go down that road. So be smart. And everybody's got a phone. Everybody's got Uber. If you need it, you use it, you know. Uh, seriously. Yeah. Very cool. We will see everybody later. Have a good one. Thanks, Julian. You got it, Jamie. Thanks for having me on. This has been Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.